ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to these Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me today is not Zach Bartles, uh, but I'm very excited about the guests that I have. Uh, Zach and I actually got our uh, signals mixed and confused a little bit. And as a result, I think uh, I think it's going to work out a little uh, better for tonight's podcast. Tonight, I have joining me John Puig. John, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Nathan. And uh, for those listeners out there, uh, this is extra special for me because John is my brother-in-law. So I get to have family on tonight. Uh, I think I've only had one other family member on, and that was Joy, uh, years ago on the podcast. So uh, I'm excited to be doing a family podcast here. Um, so, John, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, and Nathan, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited about doing this with you tonight. Absolutely. Um, so I am um, <clears throat> married to Danielle. Uh, Danielle and I met while we were both students at Liberty um, we've been married for 12 years now. We have four kids. Our oldest is Elijah. He's nine. Uh, Zeke is six. Noel, our only daughter, is four. And then Micah is two. And uh, we live in kind of a rural area of Virginia. I serve as an uh, associate pastor uh, at a church out here. And uh, I do that full-time. And then I serve part-time as an um, adjunct professor, like an online professor at Liberty University. Um, and, uh, my, my specific role of the church is a small church. There's two, two of us on staff. And so it's kind of a little bit of everything, uh, at a mm-hmm. small church, but my main focus is to, um, is, is those, uh, in college and younger, uh, mm-hmm. is where I give most of my, my emphasis. But, um, I've been, we've been out at the, the church here for about two and a half years and, uh, we've, we've loved it. We had never been rural people. We always lived in the city before that, <laughs> both of us, but, yep. uh, so it was kind of a big hurdle for us coming out here, but we've absolutely loved it. And the church has been amazing. We've been so blessed by the church, uh, the whole time that we've, we've been here. And, uh, so we've, we've really grown to love the, the church here, uh, called Midway Baptist Church. And, um, yeah, so so we've been out here uh, two and a half years now. So before that, uh, I was serving at at Liberty in the International Missions Department. I worked there for about nine years. So nice, nice. Um, and John, uh, you know, like I was telling the audience, uh, you're my brother-in-law. Danielle is my sister-in-law. So Danielle is Joy's uh, baby sister um, of thirty-some right. years. I won't give the exact age away, but thirty-some years. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so it's exciting to have, uh, you guys on, um, I came into the family a little bit before you did. Um, and so it's been, you know, really exciting to, um, you know, uh, be with you guys, you know, since the beginning of your relationship and watch you guys grow and, uh, just serving the Lord and loving the Lord. So, uh, like I said, I'm glad that I was able to get you on tonight. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on is because there's, uh, a very heavy and, uh, personal matter going on within our family right now. And, um, I want to, you know, give a chance for us to talk about it and, um, to ask the listeners out there to, uh, be praying about it. So we're going to be, uh, linking a Facebook page to, um, I'm going to be linking it to my personal page. 
I'm also planning on linking it to um, the These Go to 11 page uh, so that people can be praying about it and keeping updates and tabs on it. Um, and so we're going to, um, you know, be, be getting into that, uh, in a few moments. Um, but before we, we dive right into, um, you know, the, the seriousness of the matter at hand and what's going on, um, John, I want to, uh, hear your predictions, uh, about the Patriots going to the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right, Nathan. Uh, I'll I'll have to do that here. Um, well, I'm not. I have to clarify. I'm not a Patriots fan here. Um, which is why I however, want you. Which is why I yeah. want your prediction. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, regrettably, this is going to have to be over a fifty percent uh, thing here because they're the Patriots and they seem to make it. Feels like every year, but um, uh, I would give it. Man, I, I I would say a seventy five eighty percent chance that they that they get in the Super Bowl. Now, before their loss to the Ravens on Sunday, what would you have given their chances? Um, it would have been pretty much the same. I mean, you know, the fact that they lost to the Ravens doesn't really change it too much for me. I mean, it shows that they are beatable, but yeah, I mean, there's only been one undefeated team ever in the NFL, so I mean, pretty much everyone is is beatable. So, it, yeah, it, that doesn't change it too much for me. I, I still think they're the best team in the definitely in the well, I mean, in the AFC uh, for sure, and really in the NFL. So, um, they've got they've got really high odds in my mind. Sadly, <laughs> go Cowboys! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I was actually I was going to get to that because uh, because your favorite team is the Cowboys. Uh, so, John, talk to sure. us a little bit about the Cowboys and how you're feeling their their chances are. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't give them high odds for the Super Bowl. I think they'll, I think they'll probably make the playoffs, and I think they've got a shot to go to the Super Bowl. But they've, they've got a great roster uh, if they stay healthy. But um, I'm, I'm personally not too impressed with the the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been there a while, only has I think one playoff win. So um, yeah, I'd probably give the Cowboys like a. 15% chance of making the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I was getting a kick out of is uh, Joy and I were down visiting you all this past weekend, and your oldest son, Elijah, is uh, very much into football and stats and scores. And so so tell me a little bit about that and how you got him into that. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I mean, since he's been really little, like two, probably, um, we kind of played around football and stuff. Like, uh, he would kind of, I would sit down on the ground and he would run at me and tackle me, you know, and I would be dramatic about it and everything. And, uh, so when he was like two, three, we would do that and, um, and kind of play what we called living room football. Um, where we were just, you know, we had a tiny little living room. So we're talking about like probably an eight to 10 foot space. We would kind of play these little baby football games in there, just tackling each other basically and running with football a little bit. But, um, and then we'd play this other game called Give Me That Football. We we're basically wrestling over the football. And, uh, you know, I'd kind of make it fumble around. We're bouncing around and we're chasing it and stuff like that. So he had fun with that. And then as he got older, you know, <clears throat> he, started to get interested to watch little bits of football with me and stuff like that. And 
that kind of just grew until really the last probably two years. He's really kind of, you know, and more and more so each year taken off with enjoying football. And this year for the first time he, I let him play fantasy football. And so he's, he's really gotten into that and he's always asking to, you know, look at the fantasy football app and think about his team and who he wants to start. And if there's a player he wants to pick up and he's learned a lot of the players, at least offensive, you know, players for fantasy football. And um, so, yeah, he's gotten into it. Most Sundays when we get home from uh, church, you know, he's, he's turning on the TV and wanting to watch a game while he eats lunch and that kind of thing. So, yeah, he's, he's just kind of gotten into it more and more each year. Nice, nice. Um, that's great. And, uh, you know, as I said, we're going to be, uh, talking, uh, a little bit more seriously, uh, about your second son, Zeke. Um, but before we get to Zeke, uh, want to talk a little bit about, uh, Noel and Micah because they also have their own, uh, unique personalities. Um, Noel is, uh, is it fair to say she is your, uh, she's your drama queen? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fair to say. Uh huh. She's uh, she is um, super girly girl, and uh, she is uh, not like she's the least shy of any of our kids. She's a lot like uh, my wife Danielle. She can talk to anyone, you know, never known a stranger, and um, so yeah, dramatic, girly, extroverted. That's, that's Noel. <laughs> and, uh, Mike is your bruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike is kind of a bull in a China cabinet. Like he's a stocky little thick two year old and, uh, super into like, like sports and trucks and guns, um, <laughs> swords, and, uh, <laughs> swords, weapons. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so he's, he's all boy and, uh, and more than the, any of the other kids, like from a younger age, he's been into like balls and sports and things like that. Um, but, uh, but also into those other things. So yeah, he's, he's a little rough, rough, uh, rough houser. Rough and tumble. Well, I, yeah. you know, John, I, I've got to tell you this because, um, I've, I've managed to corrupt all four of your children after this weekend. Um, <laughs> before, before this weekend, I had, uh, Zeke and Elijah who were big into the Disney, uh, infinity game that I have and yeah. brought down a play. Um, and then, uh, as, uh, Micah saw his older brothers playing. Uh, he was coming over. Uh, Nate, Nate, play, play, play. Yeah. Uh, so we got him on the Disney Infinity game, and about the only thing he does is hit the PlayStation button to go back to the home screen. Um, but <laughs> yeah. he loves playing. Uh, and uh-huh. then on Monday, uh, we got uh, Joy and I got Noel into playing, so she can run around yeah. a little bit more and change the controller. So. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's an uncle Nathan, uh, corruption right there for you, John. So yeah, you're yeah. welcome for that one. <laughs> yeah. <thanks. laughs> that's great. They love it. They look forward to, uh, uncle Nathan coming or when we get to come to your house cause they, uh, they love to play it. 
Yes, yes. The last time, uh, the last time Danielle came up, you were actually uh, out of country. Where were you when uh, when she came up here to Maryland? Was it Nepal? Yes. Okay. So yeah, okay. you were you were in Nepal, and so um, typically when you go. Uh, away on mission trips or you're, you're away for a period of time, uh, conferences or whatever. Uh, Danielle will try to bring the kids up and see the grandparents and all the cousins and stuff, um, up around the Maryland area where Joy and I are. And, um, I, the one thing that I heard all before coming up was, uh, Zeke and Elijah saying, Uncle Nate, we stored up our game time so we can play. Um, so I think, uh, I think they got to spend all their game time and then some when they, uh, when they got up here. So, yeah, <laughs> nice. That's um, awesome. But yeah, so, but, uh, the person we are, we're here to talk about is Zeke. Um, and John, I am going to, um, kind of just turn it over to you and, um, ask some questions, um, as, as you're talking and going through yeah. things. Um, but, uh, we are going to go back, um, to, uh, last Monday. This is, uh, we're recording right now on November 7th. We're going to go back to last Monday, which was October 28th, correct? Uh, yeah, it was last Monday. So if that was the 28th, then yeah. Last Monday, October 28th. Um, go ahead and, uh, you know, just, uh, talk to me about what happened that day. Yeah. So on that Monday, uh, Danielle had, Danielle took Zeke into the doctor, um, for some blood work after planning that with the pediatrician, um, over the weekend and so she took him in. I stayed home with the other kids, kind of took off from work that morning and, uh, took him in. Well, she calls me, uh, somewhere around lunchtime, I think. And, um, she told me that the pediatrician believed that Zeke had leukemia. And, um, she said that, you know, the pediatrician was sending her straight up to UVA. And so, um, we prayed together there on the phone and then Danielle took off, uh, to head up to UVA with Zeke. And, um, I called, uh, my, my pastor, the other pastor on staff and, um, he was right next door actually. And, uh, I asked him to come over and I, I shared with him and asked him to, uh, pray with me and, um, and then I, he helped hang out with my, the other three kids for a little bit while I was gathering things together and sort of, you know, my head was spinning, but I was trying to, um, be connected with some different people by phone, kind of sorting through a few things to be able to plan to head up there to Charlottesville myself, uh-huh. uh, which is about two where, two hours from where we are at home. Um, Danielle was about an hour away in, in Lynchburg uh-huh. and, um, so anyway, I threw some things in a, in a, in a bag and headed up there to meet Danielle. Um, so over, over the next couple of days, so the, the doctors at UVA were absolutely fantastic. I mean, we had a great experience with all of them. Um, but, uh, they, they, they told us, they actually said 99% sure that Zeke had leukemia, mm-hmm. um, 
and we were expecting to get that confirmed through testing on Tuesday, but the test came back inconclusive. Mm. Um, and then, so they're like, well, we're going to do this other test and we should be able to tell from that. And we got that back on Wednesday and that was also inconclusive. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the doctor at that point, you know, the other day you said 99% leukemia, um, is that still what you're thinking? And, and she said, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see maybe, maybe not. But, uh, so finally on Thursday, um, after, well, when, back on Wednesday, um, they drew bone marrow out of Zeke, mm-hmm. uh, to test that. And, and they were able to confirm on Thursday from that, that Zeke did not have leukemia, um, but has something called, uh, aplastic anemia. Mm-hmm. And he has a, he has a severe case of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so aplastic anemia is, um, where the bones stop producing or the bone marrow stop producing blood cells. Yep. And so they said where the bone marrow that they drew should be like, they said 90% full of cells. It was at like 5%. Yeah. And so, um, that's what he's got. Um, so his, his red blood cells, his white blood cells and his platelets are all, um, very low yep. because his body's just not really producing them anymore. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, um, Friday, uh, we were able to, uh, be discharged from the hospital and bring him home that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, they had given him uh, blood transfusions on during the middle of the week for red blood cells and for platelets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't transfuse white blood cells. Um, so that boosted the way he felt, getting the red blood cells, gave him more energy and all, and, and he got more platelets. And so, you know, he was feeling uh, just more energetic and a little better. But, um, yeah, we were able to come home. Thursday. So then, um, yeah. And then we have to go once to twice a week is the plan, um, to go back to UVA in an outpatient capacity, um, for checkups and, and he'll get regular blood transfusions, um, as needed. So this past Monday on the 4th, we, went back for his first outpatient appointment. Um, they, uh, uh, they changed the dressing on his pick line. He, he got a pick line while he was, uh, admitted the week before. Uh, so they had to change the dressing, things like that. Um, they, they did not end up needing to give him another, uh, transfusion, but they were able to, they said, let's push that off, uh, till Wednesday, come back Wednesday. And so, uh, he got more platelets on Wednesday Mm-hmm. And then uh, today uh, is Thursday, so uh, that kind of brings us, uh, you know, <laughs> up yeah, to the present. Up to the present. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit um, in time here, John, um, just to just to kind of go over some things um, and, and clarify some things because um, Joy and I actually have a personal experience with aplastic anemia. Joy had a student. Um, who, who had aplastic anemia and she was 
the liaison between her school and the, and the student that she had in the family and all of that. So she actually got a little okay. bit of familiarity with it. And, um, you know, obviously yeah. every case is a, a little different and, uh, you know, the causes are a little different and all that stuff. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, want to be able to do some clarifications and things like that. Um, we're, you know, I just, I want to jump back to, um, to that Monday, um, because, you know, you talked about them putting a pick line in, um, you know, and just clarify for some of the people what a pick line is. So go ahead and tell me what a pick line is. So people, people know, uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, a pick line and, and and my explanation probably won't be very medically oriented, but, uh, uh, it'll be, uh, from a novice perspective, but, but a pick line is, um, basically gives access, uh, kind of like an IV does where, you know, medications or uh, medications can be inserted intravenously or, uh, blood can be drawn and things like that. But the difference from between that and, uh, and an IV is that, you know, it stays in you kind of longer term. So, uh, weeks at least, if not months, it can, it can stay in there. So, uh, and it actually runs, you know, it goes in on the inside of the elbow, uh, just like often an IV does. And, but it, but the line runs all the way up the arm and, and in deep into the shoulder. Um, and, uh, so it, it has to be flushed every day. So they taught us before we, before we let, they inserted it while he was in the hospital. You have to go, they, they put him under. And to put the pick line in, um, and uh, uh, so every day it has to be flushed. They taught us how to do that before we left the hospital. So you have to flush it with a saline, and then um, with uh, a thing called heparin, which keeps it from like clogging, and uh, like I guess kind of keeps the blood from co- coagulating in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we flush that once a day. Um, and then the dressing or the, you know, the kind of the bandage over it, mm. uh, at the, at the point where it's going into the skin, uh, that has to be changed once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in Zeke's case, I, I think some pick lines might just be one line in Zeke's case, he's got two lines or, or two tails anyway. So like two ports yep. where, you know, uh, Salines can be inserted or blood taken out or whatever. So, so we got to flush both of those, um, and uh, and the dressing has to be changed um, once a week, like I said. So, yeah. On Monday, what I was mentioning was we had the dressing changed for the the first time, uh, and man, that was uh, a difficult experience, Nathan. Um, it was it it, it was. Zeke had some, I guess, I guess you could say like some anxiety about it. So he was nervous about, it. he did not want it to be changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was, he was kind of scared of that process, which, um, you know, was, was part of what made it difficult, but then it was, you know, it was painful for him too. Yeah. Um, and things that, you know, part of that was, I think, you know, any of us, you or I would have been like, you know, kind of maybe clench our teeth a little bit because it, it would just sting and hurt and whatever. Right. But for a six year old, you know, it's kind of exaggerated more. Um, and so the bandage that's on there, 
you know, is on there really good because the, the concern you have with a pick line is infection. Right. Um, yeah. You kind of have an open, an, you know, a continuously open spot into your straight into your blood system. So, uh, uh, the bandage that goes over it is pretty strong. The adhesive is, is strong to be able to keep it sealed and, and keep you know, uh, bacteria out of there, Lord willing. So um, so just pulling off the bandage from the skin, you mm-hmm. know, was like something that was, uh, was, 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 you know, hurt. Sure, uh, and sure. And then the... Um, the solution that they were scrubbing it with uh, to, to cleanse it and sterilize it um, uh, did not feel good either. Uh, and I think that part of it will get better. But that first time, like the, you know, his body was still healing yes. uh, from the, yep. the wound of them inserting it in there, you know? And so uh, that was, that, that was painful for him. So it was difficult, man. He was in, he was in a lot of pain and, and, not wanting to go through that and and Danielle mostly um I was kind of trying to be moral support but Danielle was um you know physically holding on to him to keep him from like grabbing at it or pushing the nurse away while she was trying to do this and that kind of thing so yeah that was hard as parents to kind of force him him through that um uh, but you know we know it's you know four is good and we we're trying our best to explain that book beforehand and, and, and during, but, uh, it was, it was a hard, uh, you know, 10 minutes or yeah. it felt like forever. Right. Um, but it was, you know, it was a matter of minutes, I guess, but, yeah. um, felt like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things that I know, um, you guys have mentioned, um, to me and, and to others as well is, you know, one of the things that's been difficult is, uh, particularly with Zeke, he's not, um, he's not really your one that's, uh, calm, cool, and collected around the hospital setting. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is making us, yeah. you know, just making this even worse. Um, you know, because you, you know, you got this little guy who just turned six, um, and, you know, he's already not great with all this stuff. And, you know, you're like, man, the, you know, all this is going on and you, you know, as the dad, Danielle as the mom having to, to watch this, um, talk to me about, you know, um, when you were first talking about hearing the news and things like that, you know, you were talking about, you know, your, your head was just kind of spinning. Um, and talk to me about some of the other things that you were, you were thinking or going through because I know as, as his uncle, when I heard the news, you know, I know like I was just kind of like shocked, you know, I mean, it was just there. I I can't even imagine what it was like for you to hear this. And, and you, you know, you're like you said, two hours away from the hospital, you've got to get up there and, and, you know, um, start walking through this process. Um, talk to me about the car ride getting up there because I can imagine that while you were at the house, you know, it was kind of like almost autopilot where you're trying to give your, your pastor instructions on things that are going on. You're trying to relay information to him. You're trying to get the kids ready and things like that. But you had this two hour block of time where you were in the car, uh, getting to the hospital. What, what was going through your, your mind, uh, at that point? 
yeah. Um, so, you know, I, what I'd heard at that initially, you know, was, was that the thought was leukemia. Yeah. And, uh, I, I knew very little about leukemia. Like I couldn't have, uh, as of that Monday, I learned a lot over the next few days as we were thinking that's what it was, but, um, I knew very, very little, but for whatever reason, you know, the, the image that I, that I had in my mind of, of images that I'd seen of like kids with leukemia and things like that, uh, were, were pretty, you know, it was kind of a devastating image. Um, and, uh, and I had no idea what the success rate was like with treating leukemia and things like that. And so, uh, to be honest, like in my mind, it was almost like I was thinking there's a real, there's a real chance, you know, we could lose him through this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, a big part of what's in my mind is that, you know, we might, we might lose him and, and at minimum, you know, we're looking at some real serious, uh, treatments. And so, uh, I mean, I was, I was very broken. Um, I, uh, so, so the things that that was going through my mind, um, I was, uh, so, so while I was getting ready for the car ride, um, I was a bit, like you said, um, you know, kind of just in, in action mode and go mode to, you know, gather what, what, you know, some things quickly to be able to go and give, uh, Pastor Chris some instructions on a few things and, and, and get in the car. So I was, I was in go mode, but, you know, I think most of the time, like, uh, you know, my eyes are tearing up and, um, as I'm just thinking through these things and, um, and, and while trying to think about what do I need to do here to be able to get on the road at the same time, I'm trying to be clear about that in my mind, but Mm -hmm. yeah, then, so then once go mode was kind of settled as I was just in the car and just, and cruising along, um, you know, my mind was just thinking about him having leukemia most likely. Um, and, uh, so yeah, there was, there was, uh, on the car ride up, there were a lot of tears flowing, um, and me just praying, kind of just crying out to God, um, uh, you know, pleading with the Lord to, uh, heal him and to, to protect his life. And, um, uh, it was, a it was a, it was a heavy, heavy car ride with lots of, lots of tears and lots of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know once you got to the hospital, I mean, you had, you know, we're talking about Monday here. You guys were, uh, discharged on, uh, Friday. You found out the news, uh, on Thursday, correct? That's when you actually found out the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit yeah. about um, that, you know, Monday through Thursday process as you're walking through, you know, like you said, I mean, you're, you're now at the point where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to learn everything I can about leukemia and find out. And you're, you're starting to get, um, you know, these reports from the doctors, um, I know that there were, you know, there, there was a lot of, um, family members and friends coming in and out and visiting. Um, you know, I'm sure things were 
difficult for you and Danielle to sit down and talk through and process some of this stuff with everything that's going on, uh, you know, just kind of real time, you know, this stuff's happening just boom, 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 right? One right after the other, you know, kind of, kind of walk me through some of, um, some of that, like, you know, that, that process of, okay, you know, they're, they're 99% sure it's leukemia, you know, how are you, so let's walk through first, how are you and Danielle processing this thing together? Or is it just like, man, we, we don't have time to process. We're just, you know, we're moving from one, one test to the other. We're moving from one, you know, uh, doctor to another. We're moving from this to that. How, how did that look for you guys over those next few days there? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and actually before I jump into that, let me just back up to that car ride and say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I also, I, I also, um, I contacted some good, uh, like some close friends of mine. Uh, well, I, actually I contacted my parents first, uh, and, and asked them to contact my siblings and, and all and, and other family. And then, um, throughout the car ride at some different points, I contacted some of my closest, uh, buddies and, uh, just, you know, I had them pray with me on the phone. Uh, and, and the, the second one that I had called while he was praying with me, uh, during his few minutes there that he was praying, uh, I really felt a lot of peace, uh, just kind of come over me. Um, and, uh, you know, throughout the whole time from that first moment and, and, you know, when I, when I had said we pray, I prayed on the phone with Danielle, um, like we really, in my mind, and I know Danielle was doing this too, just really seeking to remember that the Lord's in control. The Lord, uh, is sovereign over all of this and, and he's good always, no matter what. Um, and so, uh, simultaneous with the, the brokenness and the fear and the hurt and, you know, all of those things, um, uh, by God's grace, uh, you know, I was really also focused on his sovereignty and his goodness. Um, and, uh, uh, but while um, that one buddy of mine, while he was praying with me, uh, yeah, like I said, I just really started, began to feel a lot of peace, uh, that, you know, he, he just gave me by grace. And so I was very thankful for that. And, um, and he's continuing to, to give me peace. Uh, and so, yeah, just thankful for his grace in that way that, that he gives us peace, his people peace and all. So, yeah, that's um, awesome. And thankful for, thankful for good friends that, uh, are, you know, there to, uh, you know, pray with me, pray with us and, and all of that. And I can talk more about all that here in, in a little bit too, if you want, but cause yeah. there's a ton of that, but yeah, anyway, absolutely. um, yeah, so, yeah, during the week, um, you know, yeah, to, I think to a, a large degree, it was almost like it was difficult to process things for those first few days in part because it was like we weren't, you know, we weren't getting definitive uh, answers yet. So it was like, well, we think it's leukemia, but we're not completely sure yet. But mm-hmm. we were kind of settled at least. I know I was kind of settled that, okay, well, when they say 99%, like, I'm starting to settle on that that's what it is. And I'd been encouraged some because, you know, after, after the initial hit of, like, okay, he's probably out of chemo, I was encouraged some from at least the 
mindset that I had about leukemia that I described a few minutes ago um, in that I learned that at least with, at least with like your standard, most common uh, type of leukemia, um, you know, there's some variations that, that don't fit this exactly, I guess, but with your standard leukemia, they, it's been, it's so, uh, they've been treating it for so long and it's so studied that they have a very regimented, uh, uh, treatment plan for it and it's known to work really well. And so the, you know, the, the, the odds of, uh, beating it are, are really good. And so that was something I started to learn, um, actually even in, even on my way up to the hospital. And so that was encouraging things to hear from multiple people that afternoon. Um, so yeah, so I was encouraged by that. Uh, and you know, the doctors, uh, in the hematology oncology department, pediatric hematology oncology department, and you there, you know, seem pretty experienced with it, which isn't, you know, always good. And so, so that was part of kind of just sort of processing my mind with some encouragement that, uh, if it is indeed leukemia, there's, you know, experience treating it and it's known what to do and proven to be pretty effective most of the time. And, uh, so it was just sort of, yeah, encouraging. Um, but I I think really as the second, by Wednesday, as that second test was inconclusive, you know, and the doctors started to wonder, you know, that that made us really wonder. And so then we're kind of like, well, what if it's not that, you know, Mm -hmm. They had mentioned, they hadn't mentioned the name aplastic anemia, but they'd mentioned, you know, it could be that his bones have just, or his bone marrow has stopped producing blood cells. And so we kind of knew that that was a thing that existed, mm-hmm. um, but didn't really know much else about it. And kind of, kind of for me anyway, I kind of was still thinking it's probably leukemia. But uh, yeah, you know, so it was. I think to a large degree, it was hard to process a lot like with each other because, you know, A, there's a lot of, we did have a lot of family around, which was great. And they were so supportive. Um, and some friends and our pastor came up on Tuesday and spent a while there with us and different things. So we had a lot of people there. So there's just people around, you know, yeah. so it kind of yeah. keeps you busy. And, and then plus, and especially Danielle, but myself also just sort of in go mode in terms of like taking care of Zeke and and meeting his needs and being there for him. And so it kind of, you sort of kind of naturally and and by necessity too, I guess, sort of put your processing on the back burner because you need to be there for Zeke, you know, and and meet his needs and, and so forth. And so, I, I think it was kind of, you know, really at night time more, mm-hmm. uh, once Zeke was made asleep and people were all gone and all of that stuff that, uh, I, I think Danielle would say this is true for her and, and definitely was for me that, you know, it, it was the processing in my mind was happening more, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. uh, um, you know, the, the tears would flow and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Yep. And you got to, 
again, you got to Thursday and they had the diagnosis, you know, aplastic anemia. And they kind of gave you some news that was like, hey, you know, this th- this might be okay, um, which, which sounds kind of weird. Uh, and it was, you know, if it was caused by a viral infection, then the infection would run its course and, you know, hopefully at that point, whatever was causing it will clear up and it'll start producing again. Uh, and it was on Monday you got the confirmation that it was not correct. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so when they gave us the diagnosis on Thursday afternoon, uh, it was probably mid afternoon and the, the doctor sat down with us, um, and spent, I'd say it was at least an hour there with us really took her time, uh, which was great. You know, she didn't make us feel rushed or anything. Um, she was very caring, but, um, yeah, so when we got the diagnosis that it was aplastic anemia, um, uh, we, I mean, on the one hand, we're excited or, you know, glad that it's not leukemia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then on the other hand, it was, and this sounds weird, but on the other hand, there was a little bit of um, disappointment that it was aplastic anemia. And, and the reason is... Uh, kind of two-sided uh one like i like i said with leukemia um the the positive is they know what to do right you know there's a plan and it's and it's regimented and because it's it's shown to work well and so it would be like okay you've got it and this is what we need to do and you know there's good odds that this will be effective yeah for yeah so in a weird way, it's almost there was there was part of me uh, that was kind of hoping that that would be what it was because of knowing how to treat it. Whereas with aplastic anemia, which in, I think I think it's an exact quote of the doctor, it's at least super close. Uh, she said it's that aplastic anemia. She said it's neither better nor worse than leukemia. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not necessarily like a better diagnosis. And it, it could be, but it could also not be. So um, the, 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 the thing is, and the, and the part that was sort of disappointing was like with aplastic anemia, it's, it's the opposite of leukemia in that there's not a regimented plan. Oh, we need to do these, this, this, and this, and it should work. It's more, it's more rare and it's more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they said more than half the time they never know what causes it. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it will, sometimes when it is caused by a virus, it can just start up again, you know, yeah. which would be great kind of best case scenario. And that, in that case, if, if that were the case, you know, that definitely would be better than leukemia, obviously. Yeah. Um, it can just kind of correct itself, but they, but they said, you know, we, they often don't know why it's. The, the, the marrow stops making the blood. They don't know why it's like starts and they don't know why it might kick back into gear again. Uh, it's just a mysterious thing. And the, um, you know, the treatments that are, uh, you know, things that, that they, that they can do um, may work or may not work. And so for those kind of reasons, it was almost like a letdown that it was, that it was that. So, but at the same time, great. That's 
it's like it's good. It's like it's right. It's neither better nor worse. Right. Um, so it was a, it was mixed feelings about the diagnosis, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's um, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the doctor said. It's not better or worse. So it's not good news or bad news. I mean, it's it's like man, we're we're in the same spot that you know, we were in on Monday when we first thought it was leukemia, essentially. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that would be fair to say. Cause it was kind of, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, like, but what now, you know, yeah. like it was when I first heard on Monday. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, kind of bring all this and talk, talk about all this because, um, you know, as we said, this was, um, something that, that was revealed, uh, last Monday. So October, uh, 28th, um, 2019, just for clarification. Um, and you know, we're now, uh, over a week later, November 7th, 2019. And, um, it's ongoing for you guys. Like we're, we're doing this podcast in the middle of what you all are going through. And, you know, I initially, when you, when uh, joy and I were visiting you, you were talking about doing this Facebook page. Um, and I was like, okay, so they want to make this more public, you know, and I was thinking, you know, they're really going to kind of bring in, um, you know, more of the people that they've been in contact with and who know about this, you know, and I, I had been thinking, man, I, I wonder if, I wonder if they would like to do, you know, the podcast or they would mind if I brought this up on the podcast, but I was thinking, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do that. I, you know, so I didn't even bring it up until today you sent me a message and you were like, Hey, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, you, you liked our page and that you're praying for Zeke. And would you mind sharing this on, on your personal page? And I was thinking and I was like, well, John doesn't really know who I have on my personal page, but I've got a ton of people um, who who listen to the podcast who have a friend requested me. And so I was like, you know what? I wonder if they wouldn't mind if I if I did this. And, you know, I texted you and you're like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's talk about it. And yeah. this is kind of where, yeah. uh, you know, the miscommunication between Zach and I came up where I was like, Hey, I want to do a podcast. That's a little more personal. What do you think? He's like, okay. And so we were talking about the whole thing. Well, he got confused and thought I wanted to do this podcast alone. Like he thought I personally just wanted to do this podcast. And so <laughs> he wasn't able to make it. And so I was like, man, this would be so much better if, um, John and Danielle could come on and do this and talk to me about this. And so I'm so glad that you were able to come on. And, um, John, I, w- I do want to talk to you because we're, we're kind of running down on time here, but I want to talk to you about, um, the, the love and support that has been poured out to you, um, through, you know, the, the friends from day one, friends and family from day one. And I want to talk to you about the, just the, the awesome power of prayer and how you can just feel the presence of God working throughout this situation. I want you to spend some time and talk to me, uh, talk to the listeners about that because, you know, when we 
come to the end of this and we wrap this up, you know, we're going to, we're going to make a charge to the listeners, um, on this podcast. And, um, so I, I just, I want you to talk about that because, you know, as believers, um, we, it, it's said a million and one times that, that prayer is unfortunately sometimes our last resort. And, um, I, I'm, it's so awesome to hear you say, you know, the, the car ride like that, you know, before you got off the phone with Danielle, when you heard this, you know, your, your first instinct was to go to God in prayer. And then those two hours you were with people on the phone in prayer, you were by yourself in yeah. prayer. And so I want you to talk about just, again, that love and support you felt from a community of people that you know, and even a community of people that you don't know, and, and just the support that you felt through the prayers of the saints. Yeah. Man, Nathan, it's been awesome. And it's been just, uh, we, we have just been so blessed by the love and support, uh, from so many people. Um, so, uh, yeah. So to start with, um, our family has been, you know, we're just so much support from that. So, uh, we had, uh, family there with us in the hospital every single day, Monday through Friday. There was there was family there. Uh, we had family uh, come down from uh, the DC area uh, and uh, and stay with our other three kids during the during the hospital and help care for them. Um, we had uh, you know we had. had parents there. We had another one of Danielle's siblings come up from Charlotte and, uh, sort of jump all over the place, helping, uh, our, our Danielle's other sister-in-law, um, caring for our kids slash coming to the hospital and, and, and loving on us there, uh, bringing Elijah back and forth on a few of the days that he came and hung out with the hospital, our, our nine-year-old. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Chris coming up, spending several several hours with us on Thursday. Some others from our church came up during the week, and uh, people were uh, bringing personally or and or sending cards, um, balloons, things like that to, that we were sticking up on the walls in the hospital. Um, we had so, so we had tons of care with helping with our other kids so that we could focus on Zeke in the hospital. Um, people texting, people calling, um, and contacting us throughout, you know, all kinds of ways, uh, to just express, Hey, we, you know, love and support and that they're praying with us and, um, offering, you know, as anything else you need. And, uh, you know, so all, all, just so much love and care and support from so many people starting with, with family and, and, then, and, 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 and then also from our church family. Um, yeah. that yeah. week in the hospital. So, um, <clears throat> we had, uh, our, our, so many in our church family just, just offering all the same kind of things and, and being there, uh, just like, uh, our family was, um, so many of them contacting us about praying and so forth. Um, and then, and then all this, uh, continued, um, after that week too. Oh, and then, and then, you know, we have, I have an uncle that lives there in town just 10 minutes from the hospital. And so, 
you know, they, they opened up their home for anybody that was, that was there that needed a place to stay at night to, to stay there. So a couple of the nights I stayed at their house, um, while Danielle stayed on, you know, there's only one uh, bed in our room there. And so some of the nights we sort of made it work in the hospital, but other nights I went over to my uncle's and mm-hmm. got some better rest. And, um, and, uh, one of Danielle's sisters stayed there one night and my parents stayed there one night. And just, so they just opened up their home and you know, all kinds of stuff. And then after the hospital, you know, you and Joy, uh, came down, um, I guess it was probably maybe the, was it the day we got out of the hospital. You were able to come down. Um, yeah, it was Friday night. We came down. Maybe the night before. Yeah, Friday night, you guys came down, and uh, you guys were a huge blessing to us, staying with us all weekend, helping with the kids, helping. Um, I just played know, video games stuff. with them. Joy, Joy was the did. real trooper. You, yeah, you, you played video games. Joy did all kinds of work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds and, about uh, right. <laughs> around the, Joy was just a, yeah. <laughs> Joy was a huge help uh, just around the house, and, and, and we laugh about it, but, but you were a huge help, um, playing video games, uh, you know, with the boys, helping, uh, keep them company and so forth. And, and then staying all the way, you guys stayed all the way into Monday, which enabled both Danielle and I to go, uh, to the back to UVA for the outpatient visit, which was really an all day visit. Um, and, uh, and, and you guys stayed back with our kids. And, uh, so, so, family, church family, um, just an absolute huge support. And then, but then also, you know, sister, brothers and sisters in Christ from extended, uh, church families, sister church families from all over. I mean, we know of, uh, churches, numerous churches that somebody in the church, you know, has mobilized the church to be praying. Uh, and, and we know of people in at least four countries that are, that are praying through Zeke. And so we've just, been so blessed and, and overwhelmed with the uh, prayer support that uh-huh. uh, we've been receiving from the very first day. And uh-huh. man, I, I just know that that's just, uh, that that's helped uh, carry us um, and, and sustain us. Um, God's used that. And, and it's encouraging just knowing that we have a God that uh, is responsive to the prayers of his people. And, and there's all these people um, who are praying and are, who are asking the Lord to, to heal Zeke and, and amongst, you know, all of the other things, protecting from infection, strength, you know, encouragement, all, all of those things uh, that as well. And, um, and so that's just encouraging knowing that so many people are praying for Zeke's healing to a God who responds to the prayers of his people and interaction in his sovereignty with human history. And that's not to say that it's a guarantee that, that God will heal him. We, that remains to be seen, but, um, uh, we know that, that God is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that God hears our prayers and is responsive to them. We know that he's sovereign and we know for certain that God is able to heal Zeke. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so knowing that he's able and that he hears, uh, is, is super, just encouraging. Um, and you know, I, I was thinking this week though about the story of, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they said to Nebuchadnezzar, um, you know, God is able to deliver us from, uh, from the fire. Um, and they said, but even if he does not, 
you know, we're not going to bow to the idol. Like, mm-hmm. God is God, and we'll worship him whether he does or not. But we know we know he's definitely able to do it. Yeah. And, um, and of course, we know the story, but um, we don't know the story, the end of the story with, with Zeke, but and, and whether God will heal him physically of a plastic anemia. Um, but we know he's able to, and so it's encouraging that so many people are praying. And so, um, you know, after the hospital, though, it just so much continued uh, love and support from our church family. I mean, just doing all kinds of stuff. So uh, the cards for Zeke have continued to come. So uh, there's a, you know, a preschool that, that made a card for him and has a picture of him up on their wall to be praying for him. There's a, there's a, um, the music classes at a, at a local Christian school here that a member of our church leads and teaches, uh, they're, they've got pictures of him and they're praying for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different churches, um, uh, guy, a good friend of mine that texted me today that wants to meet with me next Wednesday in person to just, just pray for us. I mean, just all kinds of things, people offering to, um, you know, help uh, do privately a, a, a wana with Zeke and things like that at our house because we have to think about, like, we can't, Zeke can't be around crowds all the time because of risk of infection. Yep. Um, and so, you know, there's sort of just some life changes we have to make with him right now while his white blood cell count is low. Um, yeah. And so people offering to, to help with those dynamics to be able so that Danielle and I can uh, be at church for the ministries we're involved in and while they can, he can continue doing Awana and different things like that. Just, I mean, just practical ways that our church family, you know, as we settle into, you know, uh, moving forward with this, that our church family is, is, being there for us and just being the body of Christ and, and offering so willfully to, to help carry the burden with us. And so, man, we're just so humbled by that and so blessed to have uh, family like we have and church family like we have, and then extended, uh, you know, global body of Christ that's coming around us as well um, in countless ways. I mean, I have not mentioned all the ways. There's there's a lot more I could mention mm-hmm. uh, if we had more time, but it's been it's just been humbling and a, and a humongous blessing. I can't even uh, put it all into words. But it's why we, because of we believe in God and we believe in that He hears our prayers. I mean, we're we're all about anyone who wants to join in with us. And so, you know, you asked about a podcast. Absolutely. We'll do it. You know, like, uh, we, we created, like you mentioned, we created the pray for Zeke Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, a couple, just a couple of days ago. And there's, uh, I don't know. I think Danielle said earlier today, something, maybe, I, I don't know what she said, maybe 600 people that are already following it, you know? And so yeah. we're just thankful because in our minds, the more people that are praying, uh, the, the better, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we're blessed, man. John, what I want to do is I want to put out a, uh, challenge to, um, the listeners of this podcast, um, because w- you mentioned, uh, that you have lists, uh, that you have people praying from, you know, four different countries that you're aware of. Um, and I believe it was Danielle who said she would really like to keep track of the different places that people are praying from. And so what I would like to do is to put out, uh, a request that we are going to, I'm going to have this podcast, uh, edited and uploaded, 
uh, by the end of the weekend. I'm not going to say tonight because it's almost 10 o'clock tonight, um, but by the end of the weekend, that's my goal. And what I would like to do is for people to um, go on to uh, the Pray for Zeke page. I'm going to put that on my personal page. I'm going to put that on the These Go to 11 uh, general page and the These Go to 11 discussion page. I'm going to link it to um, Twitter um, to just put it out there and um, ask uh, our listeners, wherever you're from, uh, whether it's in the United States or whether it's somewhere around the world, to uh, like that page and to be praying for Zeke and to uh, make some kind of comment of where you're praying from uh, because your your wife, Danielle, yeah. is very creative. And so I know she's going to do something crazy creative and fun for Zeke and for the family with the different people that are pl- praying around the world. And so... Um, want to give the listeners an opportunity to jump in and just, you know, wherever you are in whatever country you're in, you know, just shout out, say, Hey, you know, praying from the Philippines, praying from England, praying from, you know, um, Nigeria, wherever it is, um, you know, just don't try to, you know, open a bank account for, from them. Um, but you know, praying from whatever country, um, you're praying from or whatever state you're praying from, if you're in the United States, you know, just let them know that. Um, because again, we, we do believe in a God who is able to heal. Um, he is the all powerful God. Yeah. This is, this is nothing to him to heal. And so we, yeah. we lift, yeah. uh, Zeke up, uh, you know, to him and, and we know that he is in God's care. As you said, John, so many times, uh, yeah. we serve a sovereign and holy and, and even more important, a good God. And so he is going to, yeah. he is going to do good things. And so, um, yeah. you know, we, we lift that and leave that in his hands. And so, um, you know, want, uh, my listeners, out there to know, um, please, uh, when that goes up, you know, throw all the love and support that you can, um, Zeke's way, um, and to the Puig family, uh, throw it their way so that they, um, they could just feel that even, even so much more. And, you know, the peace and presence of God will, um, will be there with them. Um, John, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing, uh, your experience and what God's doing in the midst of, uh, in the midst of life, uh, you know, and, um, regardless of the circumstances, as you said so many times, uh, we serve a good God and, um, we, we will continue to serve him, uh, regardless of outcome and circumstances. Um, so, um, John, I am going to, um, sign off in uh, the usual way that I sign off on these go to 11. Um, I'm going to tweak it up a little bit though. And instead of saying, we just rock the Casbah, I'm going to say Zeke just rock the Casbah. These go to 11.